We've taken our Those Were the Days microphone to Van Nuys, California, where we are visiting with George Balzer, who wrote for Jack Benny for 25 years. What was it like to write for Jack Benny for 25 years, George? I've always regarded it as a privilege for having experienced the opportunity of writing for a man like Jack Benny. When did you start with Jack? 1943. You were one of four writers who came on board at that time, wasn't it? That is correct. At that time, there was myself and my partner, Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsberg, and John Tackaberry. We followed a team of uh, Bill Morrow and Ed Boulogne, who had been with Jack for five, six, seven years previous to that. And then they uh, went their own direction, other directions, and we moved in as Jack's writers. Was there a head writer in the group of Benny writers? Yes and no. And the reason I say yes and no is because the head writer, the really the head writer was Jack himself, even though he didn't actually do much writing. He was the one who really controlled what he wanted to do. As the Jack Benny program moved into spring, the comedian was still seen as a ratings powerhouse. Through the years, Benny made little tweaks to his team without losing his audience. Bob Crosby replaced Phil Harris as band leader in the fall of 1952. In 1954, Mary Livingston, always a victim of stage fright, began to record her lines at home. Joan Benny or Jeanette Iman played the Mary role for the audience, and the real Mary was dubbed in for the broadcast tape. If a household had both a radio and TV, they could tune into Benny's CBS radio show at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays, and then switch over to his TV show, which aired at 7.30. Don, that was swell. Gee, I had a lot to do. <laughs> you know, I like to do that kind of a number where I have a chance to play my violin, and I I'll bet it sells Lucky Strikes, too. Oh, it does, Jack. It does. You know something, Don? A lot of people think I can't play the violin because I kid a lot. But I have good technique, nice tone, and as a matter of fact, I consider myself quite an accomplished musician. I'd like to go on there with our Murrow's program and answer that. <laughs> well, Jack, the sportsman and I have to run along. I'll see you at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, 8 o'clock. Don't forget to bring the medium. We're going to have our seance. I won't. So long. So long, Don. Well, Don, we're all here, and the medium hasn't arrived yet. Don't worry. She'll be here soon, Jack. Hey, by the way, what's her name, Don? Madam Zimba. Gee, that's a silly name. What's silly about it? And listen, Dennis, a seance is a very serious thing, so I don't want you doing anything stupid. Oh, I won't, and I'm very glad to be here, and I hope Madam Zimba can contact Sherlock Holmes. Why? I want to find out who stole the ding-dong. <laughs> Dennis, young in head. <laughs> Listen to me, I don't want you... Well, that must be Madame Zimba now. I'll get it. Good evening. Good evening. I am Madame Zimba. Come in.
Zimba, we're expecting you. Madam Zimba, my name is Jack Benny. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, this is Madam Zimba. How do you do, Madam Zimba? Well, shall we go on with the seance? Yes. And let me say that the signs all go well for this evening. Tonight, a small comet will cross the Earth's orbit. This is fortunate. Well, are comets good for seances? Yes. In fact, when the tremendous Halley's Comet passes close to the Earth, seances are at their best. But that only happens about once a century. That's right. You know, the last time it was visible from the Earth was in 1910. Oh, did you see Halley's Comet, Mr. Benny? Twice. <laughs> Dennis, keep quiet. What's that? I am ready. It's time to start. Now, everybody, sit down. Form a circle and hold hands. Come on, fellas. Come on, let's, let's do it. And now I repeat the mystic incantation. And then we... Wait a minute. What's wrong? There are only five of us here. To contact the spirits of the dead, I need a secret circle of six. Gee, what are we going to do? Oh, oh, I know who to get. Oh, Rochester! <laughs> Rochester! Yes, Mr. Benny? Rochester, we're holding a seance, but we need six people before we can contact the spirits. So you're going to join us. Who, me? <laughs> yes, you. Look, Rochester, if you're afraid, you don't have to be. A seance is a perfectly normal experience. Uh -huh. People have seances every night when they contact the dead. Uh-huh. Now sit down and join us. Wouldn't you like to talk to the spirits? Not until I'm one of them. <laughs> Madam Zimba, maybe you can convince them. I'll try. Look, there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh. And it will be an interesting experience You'll meet the spirits of so many famous people who have passed on Lady, I don't want to meet nobody I can't shake hands with Rochester, stop worrying and sit down Now let's start I'll, I'll put out the lights There There we are Proceed, Madam Simba Oh, spirits, we are ready Spirits of the netherworld, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, I, Madam Zimba, command your presence. Now we mortals will sit in complete silence and wait. Look, look, I think we've contacted the spirit world. There's something white coming in through the window. I'll go fix you a sandwich, boss. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> yes, you're breaking the mood. Oh, spirits, come in. Come through the great cosmos, through the unknown, and visit with us. Quiet, everybody. Made a contact. Come in. I am here with a message. Who is it? Who is it? It's not for you. 
If it's for me, tell him to slip it under the door. Rochester, sit down. It's not for you either. I have contacted the spirit of Dennis Day's great-grandfather. Gee. Dennis, me boy, I've been watching you all your life, and I've waited all these years to contact you. Come closer to me, me boy. Okay. A little closer. Yes, sir. A little closer. Here I am. Ah! a ghost do that? <laughs> There's no explanation to the mysteries of the outer world. Wait a minute. I've made another contact. It's a famous spirit. One who's been trying to speak to you, Mr. Benny. Me? Yes. It's the spirit of Diamond Jim Brady. Gosh. Diamond Jim Brady. Jack Benny. I want to talk to you, Jack Benny. I'm here, Jim. <laughs> Jack, I've been watching over you for many years, and you've been a big disappointment to me. You've gone against all the things I've stood for. Slap him. <laughs> Dennis, be quiet. What? What were you saying, Jim? You've amassed a great share of worldly goods, and yet you persist with your penny-pinching ways. But... No buts. Why don't you live a little? Spend! 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 Be like I was. I spent my money lavishly. Whenever I walked into a nightclub or restaurant, I'd pick up every check in the place. I had fun. That's fun? <laughs> I never... I never thought of it that way. Well, think, man, think. And believe me when I tell you, Jack Benny, you should spend because you can't take it with you. Are you sure? <laughs> None of us were able to, but the odds up here are ten to one you'll find a way. <laughs> Look, look, Mr. Brady. I must leave now, but remember my advice. Spend, 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 spend. Oh, the seance is over. Well, what do you think of it, Jack? It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you want to know something, fellas? It made me see the light. I'm going to change my ways. Starting immediately, everybody on my show will get a raise. And Rochester, you're getting one too. Gee, thanks, boss. In fact, I'm going to the next room and phone my business manager and tell him all about your raises right now. Excuse me. 
Well, how did it go, Mr. Wilson? Fine, fine. You were perfect. You did a great job of acting. Well, I thought we all played our parts great. Who was the smart aleck that slapped me? make any difference. Everyone acted great. Especially you, Rochester, the way you pretended to be scared. Wasn't that good? <laughs> you certainly were. That was a wonderful idea. We finally got Jack to loosen up. Well, fellas, it's all fixed. Did you talk to your business manager? I sure did. He also manages the man who played the ghost, so none of you are getting raisins. <laughs> Better luck next time, fellas. Jack will be back in just a minute, but first a word to cigarette smokers. Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Benny's 1949 deal with CBS helped make the network the 1950s powerhouse. For more info on Benny's landmark deal and the CBS talent raids which followed, tune into Breaking Walls episode 108, 109, and 110. You know, Rochester, even though you fellas all framed this seance, it was kind of interesting at that. Well, boss, you're not mad that we tricked you, are you? No, no, not at all. You mean it, boss? Rochester, I rather enjoyed it. Why? I was the one that slapped Dennis. <laughs> Good night, folks. The Jack Benny program is written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsburg, George Balzer, John Tackerberry, Al Gordon, Al Goldman, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. The Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is the CBS Radio Network. KNX Radio, Los Angeles.